Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank to you. To a new episode, to a new episode, to a new episode. <laughs> of, of, of. The, 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 movie man podcast. Don't you find things sometimes are more powerful if you say them three times? I've it just, I've actually never found punch. that. No, no. no. They they say they say if you're going to remember someone's name, you should repeat it like five times. Oh right? yeah, if someone's I've, like, oh hi, I'm I'm, you know, Wilma. You should say, <laughs> oh Wilma, 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 right. Wilma, Wilma. Nice to meet you, Wilma. Right. And then it sticks. Yeah, yeah I've, I've heard that too. Like when you meet someone, you just say it like over and over, and you use their name in like a sentence, like, oh Wilma, that's fascinating. You also like the color orange, Wilma. Wow. Well, not only not only that, but like saying their name, uh, there's like there's a lot of power in that. Like mm, if if you're yeah. introduced to someone and someone says, uh, "Hi, my name is 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 Jessica," and you shake their hand and you say, "Hi, Jessica, it's nice to meet you," right? Mm, like something right. about saying someone's name back to them, mm-hmm. like yeah, really. Is very impressionable. Makes a big impression. Yeah, it, it makes you think that this person meeting. is paying attention to you. They're, they they're pay alert, attention. They aware. care. You look them in. Yeah, you look them in the eyes. Uh, you, you wet wheelie them a little bit, right? Like all of these things, <laughs> just <laughs> it just shows that you've taken that extra. You've taken that extra step, that extra level mm. of caring. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, welcome. This is man. This is an episode. Uh, well, first of all, happy Halloween, sir. Oh, thank you. Halloween is, depending on when you're listening to this, Halloween mm. is tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's tonight, depending on if you listen to it on Halloween. Or, or it was, it was last was, night you missed it, so get your shit together. Or it was together. two years ago, depending on yeah. when you listen to this. Depending on whether or not this episode has been taken off of the internet because it violates <laughs> some sort of, you know... <laughs> yeah ethical code mm. um this is a weird year for halloween oh uh, absolutely. that sucks yep i mean you know you've got at least where we live you've got federal government and and provincial government and they're both saying two different things about mm-hmm. whether you should go out let your kids go out don't let your kids go out yeah you know what a what a shit show but yeah. We're not letting that slow us down. We're both no. sitting here picking out on on candy individually. Uh, how's your candy corn? Is it good? Actually, I ha- I do like me some candy corn, but I have not had any really? yet this year. Why? It's not not why have you not had any? Why do you like it? <laughs> why do we like anything sugary and sweet? Ah, uh, well, yeah, but it's different, mm-hmm. right? Polish a turd; it's still a turd. Anyways. Um, <laughs> you know, I really don't hate candy corn that much, but there's just like a thousand things I would rather dive into yeah. than candy corn. And, uh, I yeah, don't it's, dislike it. And it's definitely the type of thing also that I, I, I do enjoy it. So don't get me wrong. I, I, I love me some candy yeah. corn, but it, it is something where after you have like a couple handfuls, it's like, okay, I'm just going to back off that train a little bit. It, you know, it wears out its welcome after a bit. I, yeah, I can see that. That happened to me. Reese's Pieces used oh, to be wow. my favorite candy. Yep. Um, and 
then one year for Christmas, my mom got, I think it's supposed to be used as like a baking flour jar, but it's like, it was like a big glass, like, I don't know, 10 liter jar or something. Like a big glass jar, may not have been 10, may have been like eight or seven or something, but huge, huge glass jar. Mm -hmm. um, and just filled, the, went to the bulk barn and filled the damn thing with or uh, with Reese's Pieces. Wow. And so I opened that Christmas morning and it was like more Reese's Pieces than anybody should ever realistically have. And within it, something amazing happened. Hmm. Within like a month, Reese's Pieces were not my favorite anymore. <laughs> they kind of grown a little bit old. So if you're trying to kick a habit, mm. uh, just just go on a bender, and then <laughs> you'll get sick of it and you won't want it anymore. No, yeah. Hmm. Uh, um, now I'm on peanut M and M's. I've eaten an unre unresponsible, irresponsible amount of uh, peanut M and M's. Mm. this October. Hmm. Well, <sighs> this is, I'll, I'll get us back. This is the Halloween episode while Brady is stop in his- Stop harshing my, stop, stop, stop harshing my vibes, man. In, he's in his sugar coma. Send him your warm I'm, thoughts and your warm vibes. I'm, I'm pumped about this episode. This is a movie that for over a year now, I have been trying to put in front of you and have you watch. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I could have easily just recommended it to you, but that wouldn't have, like, I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to talk about it right. in depth, at nauseum. Mm -hmm. uh, and and so the only way to do that was to do an episode about it. So last Halloween, it didn't, Hocus Pocus beat it out. It stupid did. Hocus Pocus. I yeah. get that, like, everyone likes Hocus Pocus. Mm -hmm. Eh, whatever. No, maybe not everyone. I didn't grow up on it, and I think that caused issues for, for sure. my appraisal of Hocus Pocus. But... Yeah. Uh, Beetlejuice was back in the running and this time dominated. Like, mm. nothing else had a right being in this vote almost. Uh, like, Beetlejuice just took over. I, yeah, yes and no. I'm, I, I've got the votes in front of me. I think, it, I'm not trying to pick hairs a bit, I think Beetlejuice was the clear winner and it, it was pretty solid. There was maybe one other film that was close. It was also another, um, tim burton film but yeah beetlejuice kind of unlike last it? year corpse bride yeah ex that's the one exactly actually yeah, yeah. so it was, it, uh, those were the two main like, ones but it's still lost by a considerable margin like it wasn't yes it was a corpse clear, it bride wasn't, wasn't dead in the water no, oh no it, but, we didn't but it wasn't a photo finish we didn't need to do a recount like it was pretty clear beetlejuice yeah. came out ahead okay yeah uh i man okay let's just Let's get into it. I've Let's got it. trivia for you. I'm I'm pumped. I, I love asking you trivia every week, but there are certain circumstances where it's like, hey, Brady, you've grown up on this film or I'm new to this film. You well, let's turn the tables a bit and I'm 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 curious to where this will go. So All right. I've got a couple of questions. Perfect. Who was the original director attached to this film? Oh. I'll give you options. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Was it Steven Spielberg? Okay. Was it M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong? <laughs> Was it J.J. Uh, uh, Abrams? 
Hmm. Or was it Wes Craven? Wes Craven being the oh. director of um, Nightmare on Elm Street, which we did okay. like last week or the week before. Yep. Yep. Whew. Okay. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and reverse engineer this. You use some pretty sweet deduction when you answer your questions. I'm going to try and do the same. I don't know if I'll be as successful, but here we go. I feel like M. Night Shyamalan is the red herring. Like that That is just there to flag me down to be like, hey, pick me. I think that's wrong. I don't think that's it at all. I think J.J. Abrams just also doesn't fit. I Just from an age of J.J. Abrams to when this film was released. I don't think that's that's it either. I think it comes down to Spielberg and Wes Craven. And I'm not... I kind of want to lean towards Wes Craven because that just seems way more up his alley. But I do wonder if that's also a bit of a red herring because we just talked about him with uh, with our, our good friend Jordan. I don't think it's... I mean, who who am I to say what's up Steven Spielberg's alley? He can do whatever he want. He's a legend. I just... It doesn't feel like it's a him thing. So I'm going to go with Wes Craven, but I won't be surprised if I'm wrong, if that makes sense. So I'm going to go D, final answer. It was, in fact, Wes Craven. It was. Oh, yeah. I thought I actually kind of thought I'd be wrong. I thought that was just a hey, we're gonna get you know try and trip me up. That's that's interesting. Well, I thought you were gonna get it wrong too. If it comes <laughs> if it's any difference, yeah. Um, uh, and sorry, just for context. So, here. Night Nightmare Before Elm Street was eighty four, right? So this this would have been after, just for yeah. context. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was already established. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Everyone yeah. knew. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um. What does so this film came out in eighty eight? Mm hmm. Uh, what does it have in common with oh. Spaceballs? Okay. Big. Big. And Caddyshack two. Huh. I, I mean, these, th- those three films and Beetlejuice huh. are unique for a certain reason. No, this is going to sound bad. I haven't seen um, Spaceballs was one of the options you said, or one of the films with something in common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I hope I'm not offending anyone by saying this. It was, it's been so long since I've seen it, but I was wondering if Catherine O'Hara was in that film and there was going to be some commonality of like they all had her in it, but Caddyshack, no. she's not in, or at least to my knowledge. No. And I don't think she's in big, is she? Catherine O'Hara? No, definitely not. So yeah, that's another one that's no. Um, oh my gosh, I, I have no idea. I'm getting so many. Yeah, I've Tom Hanks. And, I don't know. They, that's hmm. it. Tom Hanks is in all four of them. Sorry, what? No, I'm just kidding. I totally <laughs> <not>. <laughs> oh uh, my god. No. So, um, so the thing that these four films have in common is in the '80s. Okay. Uh, in the late 80s is when the rating of PG-13 was introduced. And films oh. were getting PG-13 left, right, and center. Because before okay. it was PG yep. or you're up to an R. Okay, okay. These four films, Beetlejuice included, mm-hmm. are four films that during the PG-13 era use an F-bomb while still just maintaining a PG rating. Really? I Oh. Yeah. That's super Just interesting because that unique. when that happened in this film, that kind of raised an eyebrow. I'm like, oh, I was not it expecting you that. Off guard. It does. 
Uh, and uh, sorry, just... can you say that again? It was big, Beetlejuice, Caddyshack. Uh, what, what was the fourth one? Uh, Spaceballs. Okay, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caddyshack 2. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's... Uh, yeah. And then two other just, like, sort of interesting thingamabobs here. Sure, yeah. Uh, one is that the... So in this film, there's a lot of, like, claymation stuff used. There's a lot of, like, B-movie... <laughs> style special effects used sure. which is pretty consistent with Tim Burton but this is like early this is early for Tim Burton mm. I think hang on let me look this up I think this is Tim Burton's second film okay like second big B- right yeah sorry that's just me yeah, you're right. It Avoiding is. Of, yeah, is it? Yep. He's got Pee Wee's yeah, okay. Big Adventure, Beetlejuice, then Batman. Then Batman, hmm. right? As a director, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, like a bunch of little short films and sure. shit like that before yeah, that. Of course. But yeah, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and then Beetlejuice, and then Batman, Edward Scissorhands, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so so he, he's pretty new on the scene at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but this style of like claymation and whatnot is pretty, pretty consistent with the type of things that he does. Uh, he used it a little bit in, in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Hmm. Um, the reason for it is that this film had a special effects budget of only $1 million. Oh. Um, hmm. So, yeah, so that really kind of informed a lot of decision-making when it came to right. what special effects were going to look like. Hmm. Uh, the final thing, the snake sequence. So where the, the handrail, the banister turns into the snake. Oh, yeah. And my favorite line from the movie, we've come for your daughter, Chuck, right? <laughs> uh, the snake scene had been filmed before Michael Keaton was cast as Beetlejuice. And oh, the really? animatronic snake used uh, had no resemblance to Keaton at all. After mm-hmm. Keaton was cast, some uh, additional film was shot for the scene using a stop-motion snake that looked more like Beetlejuice. Um, this was suggested by the studio to make sure that the audience knew that the snake is actually Beetlejuice and not just some random monster from the afterlife. Right, right. So they had to do some reshoots on the snake. Interesting. So, huh. yeah. But aside from that, that's there's my trivia. But it's actually pretty yeah, good. The, 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 you got the you got the Wes Craven thing. Good job. I you know I tip you I tip my hat to you for the good job. That was fun and informative. Well, there you go. <laughs> so Beetlejuice, let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. I grew up with this thing, okay. as you alluded to. Yeah, cool. Man, yeah, we had this on as a VHS growing up. Oh, and I. And I definitely watched it more than just, like, it wasn't like, oh, here's Halloween. No, no, no. It's like, oh, it's Wednesday. <laughs> Pop her in. <laughs> nice. uh, so much of my life, like, yeah, I used to, you know, as a, you know, when you're a kid and you've got like a super hyperactive imagination, mm-hmm. there were times I used to like, I would say Beetlejuice three times just to see, <laughs> just to, you know. Just to stir shit up a little bit, just to mm-hmm. see if it was going to do something happen. Right. Yeah. Never did. Kind of a shame. Uh, <laughs> but when I was a teenager, 
uh, I always thought to myself, if and when I get married, uh, that white and black striped suit, that is the suit that I'm getting married in. Oh, Hands wow. down, Whoa. that is my suit. Oh. Uh, also, it didn't happen. So, also a shame. <laughs> but, you know, so oh. I love Beetlejuice, but all of my Beetlejuice-inspired dreams have been kind of a letdown. Right, right. No, haven't happened. This is your hmm. first viewing. It is. It was. Talk to me. Talk to okay. me about your expectations going in. For sure. Talk to me uh, about whether those expectations were met, not met, or exceeded. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what you're thinking about now that you've had a couple of days to sleep on it. Absolutely. So, as far as expectations, I really didn't have any because if you had asked me six to 12 months ago, I would have had low expectations. You did whet my appetite a bit because... At that time in the past, I I had no interest in watching this, not my cup of tea. And you wet my appetite because you you told me a bit more about who's in it and some elements of it. And I thought, okay, that's it went from I don't have any interest. I will avoid watching it at all costs to I could actually be open to viewing this at least once just to see what it's about. Um, So but I went in with neutral expectations. I didn't want to overhype it, underhype it. I just went went in straight faced. Um, for those who's li- who've listened to the show before, it's a bit of David deja vu, right? Because this has happened before, uh, an earlier Tim Burton film in his career, which Brady is familiar with, Brady has grown up with, Brady loves, is introduced to Pete, who- who's never seen it. It happened with Edward Scissorhands. Sure did. And I definitely have always... changing for you. <laughs> and like I said, I've always veered away from this specific film, Beetlejuice, um, and then I found out who started in it, starred in it, and that alone, I'm like, hmm, okay, like Alec Baldwin. I think you didn't even like until I was talking to you about it. You didn't even know, like I said, Michael Keaton, and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, I had no idea who was in it, none. Yeah. So yeah, when you said Michael Keaton, I'm like, eyebrow raised. My know a rider, eyebrow hits the ceiling. Catherine O'Hara, jaw drops. Alec Baldwin, I pass out. Like I'm like, holy crow, this is uh, this is neat. Um, Gina Davis, it just keeps going. It, it actually does. Um, so it didn't have the same kind of impact on me that Edward Scissors, Scissorhands had. For me, I think just my thoughts after watching it, it's just a film for me. Uh, some comedic moments, I, I chuckle that obviously. Uh, just for me, artistically, the narrative that it had, the storyline weren't anything that convinced me to love it or appreciate it like the time we watched um, Edward Scissorhands. So to me, this would ju- Beetlejuice would be in the category of like a silly Halloween film. Um, and and, and sure. I'm just going to say I was fair to Beetlejuice. Which is where it belongs. Which is where it belongs. And and I, I, I'm going to say I was fair to Beetlejuice. I gave it a chance. I wasn't watching it comparing it to Edward Scissorhands because that I feel like that's comparing two completely different things. Edward Scissorhands is not a film just that's a spooky Halloween film. It's it's a film that deals with some real issues, some real narrative, some real characters. And it just happens to be kind of spooky that could fit into like a Halloween kind of theme. So I wasn't comparing the two. So it's not that it paled in comparison. It's just, I feel like they're two different films with two different objectives or at least two different outcomes. Right. So, yeah. Uh, in a nutshell, it's just a film for me. It's not bad. It's, it's I'm not getting it tattooed on my bicep. Right. Yeah, no. Uh, me neither. No. Totally. 
<laughs> I hope that doesn't hurt you. No, 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 no. It's on, like, honestly, I would have, um, I think I would, if you had come to me and you would have said, forget Edward Scissorhands, like this is, <laughs> this is the film. I, I would have questioned you a little bit. I would have sure. been like, sure. really? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it has the same impact. It doesn't have the same cultural mm-hmm. relevance and importance and, mm-hmm. and you know. And that, can, but, actually, I want to, I want to say something here and I, I, I'm not really good at metaphors on the on the on the tip of my tongue and just making it up as I go, but I'm going to try and do that. I feel like the one thing that I enjoyed of, of this film is say you're not into sports, you're not into you're not into sports, but you do watch, you do enjoy watching someone hit a home run, you do enjoy someone hitting a slap shot and scoring a goal or whatever whatever sports analogy you want to use. You're not a fan of the sport, but you appreciate some some aspects of individuals performing their craft and excelling at it that that's something that i really felt with this film watching alec baldwin watching michael keaton watching a very young O'Hara. alec baldwin very a very young alec baldwin very a younger Catherine o'hara and a super yeah. young winona rider winona rider oh super. yeah yeah just a like baby here 18 i looked it up i was like how how young is she so yeah, yeah. she's 18 so what i'll say about beetlejuice if those actors hadn't been in it and it had just been no ones, fair or unfair, I probably would have enjoyed this film far, far less. And sure. It's story aside, I just loved watching those four on screen flex their muscles, so to speak. Oh, yeah. If it, if it had been Sean Connery with a bunch of no ones, I probably probably would have given it a much lower score than I did. Sure. Yeah. Cool. What was your favorite moment? Ooh. Um. Hmm. That's a good question. I, I never thought of that. I, you know, I feel like probably not my favorite moment, moment, but close. Were just some of the, some of the moments that Michael Keaton delivered, just with his, just the energy that he infused with his role and just kind of the one-liners and not just the one-liners, but the way he delivered them and the way like he just rolled with them. And there was, there was a vibe that he was giving that just as an actor, it was funny. It was energetic. He was just bubbling. Um, So, which is interesting for two reasons, because he's only in 14 and a half minutes of the movie, which is great. Like the, the film is called Beetlejuice, but he really doesn't like he's mentioned by name and you see a glimpse of him. But he really doesn't show up to like halfway through, and he's really not there. Yeah, consistently to like the end. Yeah, it should be. It uh, should be more like Baldwin juice or something. Ninety percent. Ew, that's not a product <laughs> I would buy. Hey, uh, speak for yourself. And ninety percent of those moments that you love from mm. Michael Keaton were ad libbed. Oh, interesting. Well, th- and yeah, there you he, go. He ad libbed ninety percent of his dialogue. And there you go. That's why that's why it's fun to watch these actors perform in this role. It's not so much the film that on its own was fun. It's just these guys just flexing their and gals flexing their muscles. But I'd say my favorite yeah. sequence. My favorite sequence sequence is probably the end, um, where yeah. I, I throughout I loved the 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 husband wife duo of Baldwin and Gina Davis. I, I thought it was fun throughout, and I thought they played it very well. But I did enjoy the the ending kind of scene where, you know, they're kind of ghostly parents or at least 
ghostly roommates to Winona Ryder. And, you know, they've kind of reached this agreement to, you know, figure a mutually beneficial way to coexist. And, you know, I, I loved it. It was kind of fun. She comes home from school and they're like, how did your test go? We helped you study, blah, 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 blah. And, I, you know, that's They've almost like... Impressively I would reverted the house back to its, like, country yeah. I, that's, that sequence with the three of them interacting not only is my favorite part, I, I would watch a movie based on those three, again, just because of the actors and what they can bring to the screen. Hmm. Which is why for years, and, and rumors have started up again in the last couple of years, but, you know, mm. there's there have been scripts, there's been... There's been talk. There's been all kinds of stuff about the sequel. Um, hmm. But yeah, pretty much everyone involved is in agreement that like, okay, we can only do this if, if it, if it is the right thing to do. Like if, if the right story comes along and it makes sense to do another one. So, uh, but we're not just going to do another one for the sake of doing another one. So kudos to them for that kind of, uh, artistic high ground of only doing it for the right reasons so so you've obviously answered that half of the question that i actually want to ask you so obviously there's no sequels i i was i didn't look this up just because i wanted to be as neutral as possible about beetlejuice so no, no sequels. there's the animated kid show okay animated kid show yeah. so what other renditions so of this exist are there is this a standalone film Were there any previous renditions of it like is this a remake or is this just a standalone no, it's yeah, it's just a standalone thing. Um, okay. Right now, more more recently of note um, is the Broadway musical. Oh, really? Yeah. So Beetlejuice is, I think it's Broadway. There's yeah. Beetlejuice. Yeah, it is. It's Broadway. Be- Beetlejuice is on Broadway right now as a musical. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, no standalone. You know, it's not based off any previous properties. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Can I, so when we're when just the number of star-studded people in this film, and it, I I'm still kind of coming around to viewing all of Tim Burton's films. I'm not there yet. Oh, but we're working on it, pal. <laughs> you're working on me. You're getting the, you're getting me there. But I just want to ask. So this film was star-studded. Edward Scissorhands was star-studded. Just in general, I can only speak on these two films. But in general, is it is it that Tim Burton? is getting high caliber actors in his films or is it that he's kind of spotting these diamond in the rough early gems that haven't quite broken through but as time and history roll on will turn out that these people were big deals like what which you've seen more of his films can you comment on that i mean I i think a bit of both right so like um this isn't winona Ryder's first film she was in lucas um But she's obviously not a big name at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Catherine O'Hara has been around. Like a lot of these actors have been around. Um, mm. Obviously, he's pretty much solely responsible for Johnny Depp. Um, okay. <laughs> right. Like realistically. Uh, but then, gotta, you know, but then there's other things. Let me wrap my like, wing around you, brother. We got this. <laughs> yeah. But then there's other things like, um, you know, in Edwards is her hands. There's no way that 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 Tim Burton can take credit for people like uh, Diane Keene or Alan Arkin or Vincent Price. Like Vincent Price was mm. was a, a, a legend in his own right. He was just it was his dream to work with Vincent Price, right? Um, 
And so, yeah, I mean, I think it's maybe a bit of both, but I, you know, Michael Keaton was definitely already around at this point too. Right. Um, as a comedic actor. But you do notice like, you know, something and a lot of a lot of actors and directors are like this. Some less so. Um Tarantino's like this for sure. Uh but but um and Adam Sandler's definitely like this as a as a filmmaker and a director and whatever else. Mm. Um but he uh Tim Burton has a set of actors that he likes to work with. Okay, yeah, right? for sure. So there's several yep. Tim Burton films with Catherine O'Hara. Oh, really? There's, yeah, she's, um, she voices a character, so she's in this, she voices a character in um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay, okay. Uh, obviously, Johnny Depp is in a lot of Tim Burton films. <laughs> for sure, yeah. There are a lot of Tim Burton films with Helena Bonham Carter. I mean, he was married yes. to her for a number of years. You kind of have to. Um, Michael Keaton shows up again, right? Michael Keaton is in the... Well, he, he's Batman, mm, right? Yeah. He casts him as Batman. Uh, yep. And then Michael Keaton also shows up. I'm pretty sure Michael Keaton was in, in Tim Burton's Dumbo movie. Oh, um, interesting. He uses, he uses Danny DeVito a couple of times. Mm. Um, he uses Winona Ryder shows up as, as Kim in Edward Scissorhands. Hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's several actors that he likes to use. Uh, and so, you know, and, and does so at nauseum as, as, as a result of it. Hmm. Um, and, you and know, so I don't know if it's so much that he's like, he's breeding these, these <laughs> star studded actors, right? but he's, he's he knows who he likes to work with mm. um and and you know and so kind of sticks to same with uh, alan rickman he uses alan rickman a couple of times mm-hmm. right? oh so, really yeah so hmm. stuff like that sure the reason i i think the reason why this movie sticks out so much to me um is it's it's like this is this is a weird analogy um but it's like one uh, it 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 to me it takes a, a different movie that i love and and adds a component that i also love in order to make a whole new thing that i love that much more <laughs> right and so the analogy i have no idea i have no idea what you mean so i'm waiting for you to oh, get it'll to make your... sense yeah it'll make okay. sense in a second okay so like Good. As a teenager, so this happened only like one other time in my life. As a teenager, I absolutely like I you know just like anyone else, I loved playing the rock band Guitar Hero games. Oh sure, yeah, right. They were great. And then, and my favorite band as a teenager was Green Day. Oh yeah. And so then Green Day, and so then it was announced that there was going to be a Green Day rock band game. Oh wow! And I was like it's like it was made for me. Like it's yeah. like you're taking a series that I love. You're teaming up with something else that I totally love. And you're going to make one beautiful friggin' baby out of it. Mm. Uh, and so that happened with this because I love dark, creepy Halloween, Tim Burton, spooky stuff. Big time. Not even necessarily just like scary stuff, but like, you know, skeletons and things that go bump in the night and, witches and cauldrons and pumpkins and whatever else right 
And I also really like the high energy character over the top manic portrayal that Jim Carrey gives us in The Mask. Oh, yeah. And if you take The Mask and add the spooky Halloween Tim Burton aspect to it, mm-hmm. yeah, you get Beetlejuice. Oh. You get this can yeah. conjure up whatever he wants, is sort of in it for himself, is always cracking jokes, has got a couple of screws loose kind of guy. Sure. Yeah. But he's he's dead. He's a ghost. Yeah. He's a he's a yeah. bio exorcist. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. And so that's why I love it so much. Uh and I think Michael Ke- I can't picture anyone in the role other than Michael Keaton. Sure. Um and this is the, so my favorite sequence of the movie is that you know what I would consider the climax. So the Maitlands are in their wedding attire and they're crumbling on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Lydia, in a fit of desperation, releases Beetlejuice. Um, he's kind of sitting on the cemetery and he's you know she says Beetlejuice, 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 and he says showtime and like brushes himself off and then you've got this whole sequence right where he's coming up from the center of the model and he's like "Uh, attention kmart shoppers and like just this like (laughs) high energy Mm -hmm. riffing ad lib but my favorite line my favorite line when you take into account that this this was most of this was ad-libbed and and a line that i think people brush past or and and i've often brushed past this line and not appreciated its genius uh, is when they first meet him in the graveyard of the model and mm. they're figuring out whether or not they want to hire him, right? They haven't, they haven't totally caught on to what a bad egg he is yet. No. Um, and they're figuring out if they want to hire him and they say, well, are you like, what are your qualifications? Are you qualified? Right. And up until this point, Beetlejuice has had this like, you know, ah, come on, kind of like, <laughs> character voice mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden in a regular normal sophisticated michael keaton voice he goes ah well i attended juilliard i'm a graduate of harvard business school i travel quite <laughs> extensively i lived through the black plague and had a pretty good time during that i've seen the exorcist 150 times you know and like uh and and just like branches goes back turns back into his like Beetlejuice voice and is kind of mm-hmm. quirky, but just this like, oh well, I attended Juilliard, like this, yeah. this really sophisticated. <laughs> oh well, here's my LinkedIn profile. Actually, this is uh, yeah. this is who I am, and, <laughs> and this is why I am qualified. And you know, like, yeah, I it just it it just I find it it if I had a critique of this film, it's that Beetlejuice is only on screen for fourteen and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. And having said that. I think it's probably perfect. I think it's probably the perfect amount that he was used, hasn't been overused, right. wets your appetite, yep. leaves you wanting more. Yep. Uh, but for all the reasons why that's wonderful and was done really well, it pisses me off and I wish we had a lot more of him. <laughs> that's very fair. And I totally, that's a very good, interesting point. I totally get what you're saying, how this is a combination of a lot of things that you enjoy and that's very... That's that's pretty neat. Like you would you you would go uh would you not go to like a a 90 minute stage show where where Michael Keaton was in the Beetlejuice get up and he's just doing crowd work for 90 minutes. He's just interacting <laughs> with the crowd. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, and the key thing, if it was Michael Keaton, yes. Oh, it was, yeah, it's got to be Michael Keaton. It right? has so to the, be, yeah. So the only other, you know, like the TV show thing, and I, I've never watched an episode of the animated show. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to number of years ago, like, oh, shit, like 13 years ago, 12, mm. 13 years ago, we were at Universal Studios in Orlando, um, and they had a Beetlejuice's Rockin' Graveyard review or something. And it hmm. was it was like a uh, it was a stage show. It was a mu- musical stage show, and like Frankenstein's monster and Dracula and the Bride of Frankenstein and all these characters, the Mummy, the mm. werewolf, all these characters come out on stage and they have dancing, singing numbers, and there's lights and there's smoke and pyrotechnics, and it's like this whole. It's like a sixty minute show that you can watch, like a theme park show that you can watch. Um, hmm. But it was titled after and hosted by Beetlejuice. Uh, and so that was good. And there was a guy, he looked great. You know, he didn't look like, even from where we were sitting, we could tell, ah, this isn't, you know, like he wasn't, they do this makeup on him every day. He's a theme park employee. Uh, like they haven't done that. This isn't screen worthy. You couldn't put a camera on this guy and go, holy shit, it's Beetlejuice. (laughs) Um, but it, but it was good. It was better than any Halloween costume that any of us are coming up with. Right. He had the right wig and, and the makeup and the suit. Uh, mm. But you could just tell that, like, he was trying to be the Beetlejuice from the movie. So he's he's trying to do a Michael Keaton Beetlejuice impression. Mm. He's trying to impersonate him. And it just wasn't landing yeah. all the time. Right. right. Um, just because it wasn't him. It wasn't, it wasn't him. You know, it, it wasn't Michael Keaton as as Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. That's right. But that's why I love this movie. I think Michael that's Keaton's cool. genius... As Tim Burton, that's icing on the cake. Catherine O'Hara, mm-hmm. Alec Baldwin, Winona Ryder. Like like we said, the cast is just stunning. Whatever the name of, and I can never remember the actor, um, but Mr. Dietz, the guy that plays, uh, he also plays the principal in Ferris Bueller, <laughs> uh, the redheaded guy. Anyways, um, he's in it, and he's you know funny as ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just like... It's a fun, quirky concept. You have, it's a film about a haunting, except instead of the ghosts haunting the living, the living are haunting the dead. Mm. Um, the living are the unwanted ones. Yes. And it's it's a haunting from the other perspective. It's the, mm. it's the side of the haunting that you never get to see. It's the motivation behind the haunting. Right. Yeah. Um. And that, to me, is just a really unique opportunity to, to you know, to, to analyze it and go, you know, there's two sides to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, what we perceive as evil, and I think this is, like, the whole concept of it is super powerful because you can, you know, you can look at it in, in terms of, like, World War II and the Nazis and stuff, right? So mm-hmm. if you're if you're on the, the North American side of world war ii uh or the non-nazi side of world war ii then then the nazis were just evil but there's but if you're on the nazi side of it well not necessarily was there bad shitty stuff going on oh yeah totally but there always is uh but what but like some of the guys that were just fighting soldiers 
the ghosts in this movie? What is their motivation? Who are these people actually? And and why is it? Are they just haunting because they're evil, nasty spirits? Well, no. They're mm-hmm. haunting because this is their home. Right. And they're doing what they believe to be right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just want their, their home back. And without the sort of the veil being pulled back, without seeing, you know, beyond the veil, uh, then, yeah, it's just a, a garden variety haunting, right? Like if you had a film and all you experience is what the Dietzes are experiencing, then, yeah, it's like this, this the house is haunted and it's evil and it's not good and it's scary. Mm-hmm. As funny as the whole shrimp dinner calypso scene is, it's scary, that's a that would be a frightening thing to have happen to you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it is to me. I just love it because it sympathizes with the ghosts. It sympathizes mm-hmm. with with the afterlife. Um, it deals with like at one point Lydia's like wanting to kill herself so that she can Ugh. get away from her family and get away from yeah. life and just be with. And that's a dark moment. Very that. You know, like she writes out and reads out her suicide letter, right? Um, and and yeah, like there's, there's just so much. Again, the Tim Burton films to me, even the creepiest, strangest Tim Burton films, like Edward Scissorhands, if you look for it, there's so much. It's not just creepy for the sake of being creepy. He tells amazing stories with good lessons. Right, that 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 life hmm. is worth living. Yeah, that not everything that we perceive as dark and evil is just dark and evil. Right, there's two sides to every coin. Right, right. all of this stuff, uh, and he just happens to have a style that most people, you know, he has a lot of fun with it. Every day is Halloween for him, <laughs> right. um, and that's I think, you know, my love affair with Tim Burton has a lot to do with that, and I mm. think it's 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 almost just as strong, if not just as strong in Beetlejuice as it is in most of his other, um, most of his other entries. That's, I think that's a really, that's a really interesting point. Cause I feel like this is a unique film that really portrays a side of the supernatural. That's not usually portrayed. So I think that's a good analogy, you know, like a, like a countryman, someone living in a country who, who doesn't subscribe to all the the minutia detail of the example you gave, like a German doesn't subscribe to all the the horrible things of the Nazi party, but they're they're having to be involved in the war for choices not their own. Kind of like with this supernatural family, they're they're not they're not demonic, they're not evil, they're not ill wishing on humans in general. They're just forced into something because unfortunately they were in a car accident, and unfortunately there's someone kind of overtaking their house and they have to do something that uh, with with someone not knowing the full situation would say there's a demonic force or there's an evil force trying to trying to do something to this house i can only think of one other film that kind of is unique in that way that does the same thing as this where it pour, it kind of sheds the other light on a specifically supernatural event that kind of just I feel like that's an undertold side of the story. And I'm not going to mention what, what, what film that is. I know that's a bit of a teaser just because I don't want to ruin the film for you if we ever watch it or talk about it. Or if anyone's listening, oh. I don't I don't want to ruin it. So, what are you uh, doing to me here, man? I, <laughs> I feel like that's actually kind of a cheap, like I could just mention any kind of example. But like, I'm not going to give the actual film just because I don't want to ruin it. But the film does exist. You, you got to believe me. 
Yeah, and trust me, man. There's a film just like this. There's, there's, it yeah. stars Leonardo DiCaprio and Sean yeah. Connery and everyone that I love in it. The, yeah. the one thing I want to say. Murray. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The one thing I'll say, and this is my last actual note, and it's it's not really like a conversation piece per se. It's it's more of an observation than anything. I think I was surprised by the tone of the artistic kind of um, the artistic tone of this film because I I think my few exposures to Tim Burton, the color tones in the artistic. Um, aspects of the film like just everything about it is very surreal and very just um, vibrant whether it dark or light there uh, when you're watching Edward Scissorhands you realize that like everything is not as it is in real life and there's a reason for it and same with Sweeney Todd like just the tones that it takes this for what it was this did seem to have a more real color tone and a more real palette color palette as far as what we were seeing, obviously what we're seeing is nothing like real life, you know, the supernatural and everything that's involved with what we saw, but just the actual color tones. I was kind of surprised by that. Yeah. I mean, and there's, there are other Tim Burton films on our journey that we're going on. that <laughs> We haven't really directly talked about, but it's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you'll notice the same thing. Yeah, he's kind of okay. he's, he's kind of all over the place, but it keeps it fresh and it keeps it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it in the color tones and 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 what was used in Edward Scissorhands was done for a very deliberate reason and and told mm. a story in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, and just wasn't necessary this time around. No, I don't know, and I don't. I didn't mean it as a slight. No, no, no. It's yeah, a, yeah. It's yeah. an observation. Cool. All right, man. The moment. Mm has come. Okay. Zero to ten, this son of a gun. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like I just have to say, I feel like this wasn't my favorite film. Wasn't my... Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say I disliked the film, but I wouldn't say I enjoyed it. If that makes sense. So, you I feel my... You are not going to work out. I don't think <laughs> this is... So, I feel my score kind of reflects how I felt. I gave it right down the middle. I gave it a 5 out of 10, maybe a 5.5. So it's somewhere in the middle for me. It's not great. It's not bad and on my You'd scale. pay to rent it, though. I would pay to rent it, which is what I did, and I wouldn't regret paying the money to rent it. On Marshall cool. scale, it's very similar. Kind of a 5. Maybe in some categories it dipped into a 6, but more so a 5. So again, right down the middle for me. 5 out of 10, kind of no matter how you look at it. See, now I'm curious to know what Marshall actually thinks of the film. I think, I think in the back I, of my mind, anytime you say, and on Marshall's scale, even though I know that this is not <laughs> what it means, <laughs> I, it, my, somewhere in my brain, my brain isn't sophisticated enough to actually understand what you're saying. And my brain goes, oh, this is what Marshall thinks of the film. And it's not. <laughs> That'd be kind of I should just, instead of using Marshall's scale to grade movies, I should just... And this is what Marshall thinks. I should just message him and be like, hey, what do you give this movie out of 10? Gotta let the listeners know. Yeah, because I was about <laughs> to say the listeners don't care, but the listeners probably care just as much as they care about what the hell we think. Oh, they totally care what Marshall thinks. Big time. Yeah. He's, um, Marshall's a lot more sophisticated and... and oh, yeah. Know, we're just, I feel like we're just kind of warming the couch cushion for Marshall. <laughs> and eventually Marshall's going to take over the show. We'll both, he'll kick us both off. He'll just be like, guys, yeah. 
Give, give me the login for your social media. Let's go. It's 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 time for the show to graduate yeah. kindergarten. Yeah. And you know, I've, become I'm, something of substance. I'm trying to remember specifically since we're talking about Marshall. I think I forget if this one I forget if he saw Beetlejuice. It might have been a different Tim Burton one that he said he hadn't seen. So I for, I'm not sure if he's seen this is my point. Uh yeah, I, he out. was talking about Sleepy Hollow. Oh, I think that's right. He was Sleepy Hollow. And then Hollow. he watched some of Sleepy Hollow and then was like life it's is sleepy too short and hollow. And he shut it off and he wanted us to sort of, you know, like <laughs> validate his dis- his actions or but, just say, "Hey, I want to know if it's good. I'll use use my guinea pigs." Yeah, which Tell for the me. record, I enjoy Sleepy Hollow. So even though that's not the film we did, I would recommend it. That's the to one, you, Marshall. Watch so the I wanted movie. that one to win because I'll probably end up watching it anyway. My wife and I watch it probably every other Halloween. Right. I probably of all, I probably wanted Corpse Bride to win just because I'm the most curious about this. I'm really intrigued. Have you by not it. seen Corpse Bride? No. Ooh, interesting. I want to. Okay, next yeah. year. Oh, I can't wait that. We got it. We'll just do it sometime. It'll ha- yeah, it'll happen before then. Yeah. What, uh, what would you what give year this is out that of film? What year is Corpse Bride? It could be coming Two, up. 2005. Ooh. Ooh. So it, we'll, <laughs> for our 2005 vote, we'll do Corpse Bride and then just like three shit films that nobody... Oh, that bothers me because there's actually been a film I've been wanting to watch recently that is from 2005. So I, I know I'm going to put it forward on the vote and it God. might not win, but... Now I really don't know what I want to win from 2005. Yeah, okay. We'll see. What did you give this film out of 10? I give this film an 8.3 out of 10. I think it's... Cool. Uh, if you enjoy anything, you know, if, if if anything about this film, whether it be Tim Burton, whether it be Michael Keaton, whether it be the Halloween-esque, creepy, whatever, if any of that is your cup of tea then Beetlejuice is a must-watch at least once. Um, it's just fun. It's iconic. It's it's interesting stylistically. Um, and, man, like, I, I can't tell you, like, I've budgeted. Like, I've figured out what would, you know, I would, like, obviously I'd have to get the right material and, and a tailor would have to be involved because I would want it to fit just right. <laughs> I don't want it to be, like, mm. some Halloween costume crap like i want a tailored beetlejuice suit Mm. (laughs) it's just so good Hmm. but yeah so 8.3 love this film love it cool uh it's been a couple of weeks it's been a couple of weeks since i said what have you watched Hmm. so i'm expecting some answers here i think we talked about it last week no no, in our hundredth hmm. episode, I don't, we didn't. You're right, we didn't. We oh did man, not, I'm, sir. I'm drawing a blank. Um, I I don't think I watched anything outside of the films we've been. Oh no, I did. That's a dirty lie. Um, but you, I'm gonna have to revert to you. You tell us what you watched. I I've forgotten what it's called. I've talked about it with people and every time i have to google what it's called again for some reason i can't remember so what did you watch this week okay so i had been working through and needed to finish my journey through the films in the conjuring universe uh so i did that the watched cool. and i can't figure out the freaking name of this movie it's something in, it's like mexican it's in spanish 
Um, but the curse of Delorona. The curse of Lelorona. Lelorona. Yeah. I've yeah. Anyways, uh, in my so head it sounds better, and then when I say it, I'm like, yeah, I'm totally botching it. Yeah. Uh, so I watched that. I think it was one of the weaker ones in the series. Um, okay. Maybe only behind the first Annabelle movie. I didn't think the first Annabelle was worth anything. Mm. Um, and then we also watched Annabelle Comes Home, um, which kind of concluded all of the existing uh, Conjuring films, anticipating hmm. now the release next year of The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It, um, hmm. which is my excuse most of the time uh, when I do something I shouldn't. Eh, it's not my fault, man. <laughs> there was a, a bifurcated tail, horns. It's not my, you know... Um, and then I watched the 1979 film, 79? 79. I don't know if that's right. I watched an old, a 70s, uh, the Amityville Horror. Um, oh. So the supposedly true tale of George and Kathy Lutz, who move into the Amityville house where six people were killed and then the dude commits suicide. And then the house mm -hmm. is haunted. They're only in the house for like 30 some odd days before they leave all their possessions and they never come back. They never try to reclaim the house or any other stuff. They're just gone. Hmm. Um, so watch that. And then watch the sequel, Amityville 2, The Possession, which is not based on a true story at this point. They're just like, ooh, this is a fran This is a name we can make money with. Um, hmm. And it was good. The sequel was actually good. It, it was creepy. It was about a guy who gets possessed. Um, right. And yeah, he's, he's, he's freaky. The film had... A confusing amount of, like the sequel had a com a confusing amount of incest in it, um, but I mean you know he was possessed so, it, it 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 made you feel uncomfortable in the ways that it was supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. So, right, yeah. right. So that yeah. that when is what it is. Yeah, it, it comes with the territory, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's it. That's that's what I watched. Just a lot of horror this month. It's October has been scary movie central for me. And mm. that's made me pretty happy. Oh, the other thing, I watched 12 minutes and 45 seconds that I will never get back of, <laughs> it's so sad to me. What? That what? there's, some, every so often there'll be an actor who had a great career. Okay. was in a couple of fantastic movies, movies that belong in the Comedy Hall of Fame. Sure. And then something happens, and it's just like, why? why? Like, why? Not only, not only why are you making movies like this now, but why are all of your star-studded friends involved? Or, or why are they riding this escalator of diarrhea down to hell with you. <laughs> I like, think I know happening? where you're going with this. Uh, and it's, it's, I watched 12 minutes and 45 seconds of, uh, what is it? Hubie? Hubie Halloween? The, the new Adam Sandler Netflix Halloween movie. Yeah, I've heard. Man, it's like, not good. Big Daddy heard. was phenomenal. Sure. You know, Billy Madison, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but it's iconic. Happy yep. Gilmore, mm -hmm. um, you know, Mr. stuff Deeds. like that. Mr. Yeah. Deeds is so 50 good. First, 50 First Dates 50 to first me. 50 First Dates, man. 
And to me, Amazing. to me, well, if we if we ever review it, we'll talk about this more. To me, Fifty First Dates transcends Adam Sandler comedies because there's yeah, you mentioned some they're they're good, they're within his own you know they hold their own. But to me, Fifty First Dates is that comedy that Adam Sandler fans and non Adam Sandler fans can agree on. Like, hey, this is a good film. So good, but yeah, yeah. Hubie Hubie Halloween. Uh, and I know that it's Hubie Halloween now because one of the jokes is people in the town call him Pubie Halloween. Uh, and so that's that right there is the level of sophistication that we're talking about comedically. Oh, um, but in the first 12 minutes that I watched this, obviously Steve Buscemi's in it. Yeah, he has Because it's an Adam Sandler film. Kevin yeah. James is in this. Yep. Ben Stiller is in it. And I'm like, what are ben you guys Stiller? doing? Huh. Yeah. Wow. It is just, it was so bad. I was like, hmm. I can't actually, I had put the movie on as a movie to fall asleep to, which you're not sure. supposed to do, but screw you. Um, <laughs> I put the movie on as a movie to fall asleep to, and even, I was like, I I won't even give it that. I won't even give it the, dig. I won't even dignify it by falling asleep to it. This garbage. Wow. <laughs> and I shut it off. And I I don't think I will revisit it. Hmm. You're not alone so, for, for anything yeah. you've said about that film. It really, really sounds like it's it's not hit a home run. No. No. Uh yeah. What'd you watch? Did you figure it out? I did figure it out. Okay. So I watched in addition to the Wiggles. Um Ooh. but that's I, yeah, that's that's not really. Did you actually much. watch the Wiggles? I did not of my own she, accord. Just your daughter's in my... gotten into the Wiggles. Oh yeah, more more Emma. Thank well, I don't know if she likes one or the other. I think Emma for parents is a little more tolerable. The Wiggles is a little ugh. But oh, watch it, man! Watch it. Eh. I like them. I like I gotta, Emma. I'm gonna I'm gonna end. Uh, we'll end this episode with a, with a Wiggles, a brief Wiggles story. Please. Oh, okay. Oh, story. I thought you were gonna say like an impersonation, and I was like, please. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, I feel like Emma. Oh, it's the like wiggles. <laughs> I can watch Emma, and it's like, hey, she's just conversing like a human being. I can tolerate this, but like the actual wiggles when the three dudes show up, they just use like all these like kind of just mumbly like made up phrases. They're like, wiggle, 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 and they... anyway, I'm getting off topic. The that one film good. that I for sure watched these last couple weeks is it was a Prime original. And I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. It was in the spirit of Halloween. I think it would be considered, it's not horror, but it's probably considered like a suspense, maybe a mystery. Um, and it's called, it's 2019. It's called The Vast of Night. And no one I knew was, was in it. It was uh, actors that I was not familiar with, but it was such a captivating film. I loved I'm the, glad you the, clarified that there was no actors that you knew because when you said nobody i knew was in it I, it sounded like you were just like none of my friends none of my were friends cast. were in it like, no. like, i mean it's kind of weird brad pitt was in it but no one i knew was in it yeah and you know no one i'm yeah. close with just brad yeah <laughs> no i absolutely love this film i i i can't remember a film that i there's been a handful in the recent past but this was captivating it was well done. It was well written. It was well performed. Everything about it, I just thought was well done. And it's maybe not my favorite film of all time, 
but just the the way it drew me in and enter actually just entertained me which is at times just the bottom goal for a film i absolutely thought it was a brilliant film um it there's just some sequences where i didn't realize it till afterwards but there were just mundane tasks that were like uncut eight minute sequences that I didn't realize till I afterwards in the film digested and just like someone told me that. And I'm like, I didn't realize that was an eight minute uncut sequence of something quite mundane and just the dialogue and what the film was doing at that time made me not notice it. But in its simplicity, it was just a straight uncut scene. So there was just everything from just some uh, attributes or what some accomplishments it did from different scenes the whole underlying story and the premise it was kind of spooky and got me on on the edge of my seat and just some of the narrative that they 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 kind of chose to go in that in different directions everything about it was well done so i think whether you like spooky mystery films or not just it was a well done film and it was very solid a film that i had not really heard of and now i think really more people should hear about it and should at least check it out and see if they want to watch it so pro tip, because I just discovered this and mm. I felt really stupid about it, but then it turns out I'm not alone. Like this is a really common okay. issue nobody knows about. If you're paying yeah. for Amazon Prime, you also have access to Amazon Prime Video or whatever it is. Like, Oh yeah, 100%. I've been paying for Amazon Prime and I had no idea that I had access to this Are whole you... friggin' streaming service. <laughs> that is hilarious. And that apparently is, that's common because it's it's oh, poorly advertised. That yeah, it's interesting. That's that's interesting. And Amazon sure you know. Prime Music or whatever it is, you have yeah, access see, to that as well. See, I there was like something that I wanted on Amazon Prime, so I actually got Amazon Prime for the video streaming service, and then I'm like, oh, it comes with a free music service. I'll use that. And then as a bonus, like as our family started ordering stuff online, we got like the prime delivery and it was like, oh, I guess that's an okay. Prime delivery. Sometimes you get a, a discount on things. Yeah. Who cares? It's more the streaming that I want. So I, I Wait, came in from the makes, other angle. It makes prime a great deal because prime's what? Like eight Canadian dollars or something a month. It's not expensive. It's cheaper than Netflix. I, I forget. It's like a yearly, I pay like a yearly rate and it is oh, okay. definitely cheaper. It, per it'd month. be under a hundred bucks. A month, a well year. under, well under, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So now I'm using Amazon Prime Video. Mm-hmm. And it makes I me wonder see- how many times I've rented a friggin' movie for this <laughs> stupid podcast. I so And I had it at my fingertips through a streaming service. What bothers me, I have bad luck for this. I will rent a film. Before COVID, it would either be in person or online. I have horrible luck. I would rent it and literally like within 48 hours sometimes within a week maybe it was confirmation bias and it was a bit longer than that but it honestly felt so often i would rent a film pay my hard-earned money for renting a film and then literally i would turn around and then it would be what's new on netflix what's new on amazon prime and it would like films would continually be added like literally after i had paid to rent it so it's it was just kind of a kick to the gut every time. It's like, oh, these streaming services, which I pay for anyway each month, now have these films that I rented individually. I, I don't know if anyone ever else has that problem, but... No, it's just you, because they've done that intentionally. Like, they're, the, the government <laughs> is monitoring what you're renting, and then At just the rate, to piss with Pete. 
at the rate it happens, you're probably right. Like, I'm not even joking. Uh, all right. Are you ready for... Do some do do some housekeeping so I can talk to you quickly about the Wiggles. Okay, okay. Uh, so, like I said uh, in other episodes, uh, but I'll say it again. Sorry, that was kind of weird. I felt like I had already said it, but I realized that was for a different episode we recorded. So you'll have to pardon my pardon my fumbling over that. Check out the links below. Please like, follow, subscribe on all our social media platforms: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. That's where we send out our new information. That's where we send out our votes, where you influence what we review next. You can check out our links below for our Patreon page, our merchandise page. If you want to support the show, keep the lights on, help us grow. Um, If you're not at that level of support, no worries. Please leave us a like and a comment. We love hearing feedback. And uh, for those that do support the show, thank you so much. We, We do appreciate that. And thank you for everyone who's listening. We also appreciate that. And, um... I think that's about it. All right. So the Wiggles. Okay. Um. So, like, uh, how long ago would this be? Like three years ago. Okay. Um. My, uh, the Wiggles was always on the TV, on my mm-hmm. TV, like three years ago. Okay. Um, yeah. Because my stepdaughter at the time adored the Wiggles. It was like <laughs> nice. it was like the go-to every night, every morning, every afternoon. Whatever we watched the Wiggles, yeah. Um, and our babysitter, like our babysitter, she grew up on the the didn't grow up like raised her kids on the OG Wiggles, like the four guys. Oh, um, of which oh, Anthony is so, so, the only remaining one. Oh, okay, I was going to say, was there carryover? Yeah, so An- Anthony's the, the from the original. Oh, right? okay. Which is why he's like seventy years older than. <laughs> There does seem All to the be other wiggles. A, just like a noticeable age difference, but I yeah yeah yeah. Uh, he's and not, also, he's, why not, he's got like four he's not He's not like Roger Moore older than everyone no, else. He's not there no. yet. No, but he's got some salt and pepper happening. Sure. Uh, yeah, uh, Anthony, Simon, Jeff, and Murray were the original. Mm. Not Simon. Uh, no, shoot, Greg, <laughs> Greg, Greg, mm. Anthony, Jeff, and Murray. Uh, and still all Aussies. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yep. And so, anyway, so we watched, uh, now being, uh, Anthony, uh, Simon, Lockie, and Emma. Um, and Lockie and Emma were married for a number of years. I don't know if you're up to date, and then that relationship I, crumbled. I was aware of that, that there yeah. was a past emphasis on past relationship. Marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So, anyways, you do you know you do what you need to do when you're a parent, uh, and in order, and I'm you know I'm 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 issuing a challenge to you, sir. <laughs> I'm I'm uh, you know obviously this will be a post-COVID endeavor for you, um, but upon upon doing a little research, I discovered one day that the Wiggles were going to be playing a show about an hour and a half away from where we were living. Oh wow. So I got my ass online and I bought tickets and we drove and we made a whole thing of it, right? Like we drove down the day before and stayed in a hotel with a pool. Oh, you got Yeah. And took took my daughter in the pool and 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 did Ooh. all this stuff and nice. took her out for like we went to the Mandarin. I think it was like her first Chinese food buffet experience. Like it was fun, right? Dude. Uh, so, anyways, to sell the uh, amazing show, sure. Ama- it was okay. a it was a great show. Uh, we were in one of the like the wings. 
like the oh, like wow. the Abe Lincoln seats. Whew. Well, right. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. thought that was I like I thought that was a good thing till you said that, and I'm like, oh. Mm. Well, but it really? it was. We had like a great we had a great view. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. So anyways, there's a moment where, you know, the Wiggles are kind of dispersing out throughout the crowd and they're like picking up things, you know, like all the girls make, f- bring flowers and make signs and stuff for, for Emma. And there's a, a part of the show where Emma goes around and, you know, all the various Wiggles are, they're, they've got like, you know, Britney Spears headsets on and they're like <laughs> going, th- going through the crowd doing their thing. Sure. So anyways, there's a moment where like we're, we're looking down at the stage and all of a sudden, I I happen to glance to the left, so away sure. from the stage. And like ten or fifteen people down, in 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 our thing, like coming up behind us, interacting, giving high fives, doing whatever, is Simon. Hmm. And I'm like, holy crap! Even I'm getting starstruck at this point. I'm like, oh my <laughs> You're god! Getting weak at the there's, knees. Yeah, like there's there's a wiggle coming up behind us. Yeah. Uh, and I well, have What do I say? What do I do? Yeah. I have a unfortunately blurry just because everything was happening so fast. Um mm. but but crisp enough image uh of my daughter high-fiving Simon from the Wiggles. That is pretty uh, dope. And it was just this amazing moment. Like mm-hmm. you know, she wasn't she was old enough to think it was cool but yeah. not near as cool as as her mother and I. Like you know, to us it was like, <laughs> to us it was like she high fived a wiggle. Like yeah. anything that we've done in our life is yeah. just weak compared just to stop. what this girl has achieved at at yeah. two years of age. She's high fived yeah. a wiggle. <laughs> that's awesome. Good Lord, yeah. So that's my wiggle story, and that's why a, I think the wiggles are awesome. That's an awesome wiggle story. And it's very timely because literally my wife asked me the other day, because the episode we watched was a live ep. And she's like, would you ever go, would we ever go to a wiggle concert post COVID? And we had a, we had a discussion around it. So now I, I highly recommend it. I honestly, it was very entertaining. It's a Mm -hmm. great show. It's not too long, right? Because they have like kids and stuff. I can't remember what the tickets, but the tickets were like super affordable. Like I think the tickets were like 30 30 bucks a person or something. Which is okay. So that's good. So yeah, they make it affordable so kids, people, parents can afford to take their kids and it's not just like the elite who can go. Yeah. And geographically, this won't make sense to a lot of people, but we went and saw them in Kitchener. Um, Oh, yeah. And so yep. it was like, it was super local. It was very, the hotel we stayed in was very affordable. Like we made a whole weekend out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we had a blast. Total That's blast. Cool. That is so cool. Highly recommend anyone listening to this. Go see the Wiggles, man. Do it. it doesn't matter how old you are. <laughs> they look at you a little funny if you show up and you don't have a kid, but you know, that's your business. You just do you. Do you. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for listening, and let's wiggle on out. All right, do the you can't you can't tell right now, but I'm 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 <laughs> pointing both fingers at the microphone and and wiggling them, uh, mm-hmm. which is a stroke of genius. I'm tangenting again here for a second, but the whole finger wiggle thing that they do, there's like waving signature sign off thing that they do, it's genius, and the reason they do that is like to limit their contact with children so that they know mm. that like yeah. you know you limit your contact with children and then and then it's tricky to like make an allegation stick right yeah it's amazing i think the most geniuses i, I think the mo- the biggest thing i appreciate is the punniness of emmy or emma 
and she wears a bow for you, those that don't know. And she says, have a boatful day. And I, I, I wish all our listeners a boatful day as well. All right. We are The Wiggleman, the show that reviews and talks <laughs> about the Wiggles pretty much 24-7, signing off. Bye.